the Black Window Cream Podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World, and this is episode 207. Today we have abstract digital artist Mike Priscilla on the show, but you probably know him as Slime Sunday. Slime Sunday is well known for his collage style art shared on Instagram. He has grown an audience of over 500,000 followers, and he is killing it. Mike truly has a unique style of art. He collects old magazines and scans the images, and then he recreates his own designs in Photoshop. He typically chooses women as his subjects and the art is fairly provocative mixed with some really cool designs which have been shared all over the world. In this episode, some of the things that we discuss are Mike's process when it comes to finding the perfect magazine with the best images for him to source for his art. How he will spend 15 hours a day creating his art in Photoshop only to have the post taken down within minutes of posting it on Instagram due to censorship. How he organizes his thoughts and ideas battling with his inner anxiety to create something special for the internet. How COVID actually forced him to start selling prints of his work and the gratification that came with that. How he has had some of his work featured on Playboy and now Penthouse has commissioned him to design four of their magazine covers that will be shared around the world. We discuss his experience working in the music industry, the applications he uses when he's creating, quality over quantity, and so much more. We are stoked to have Slime Sunday on the podcast today, but real quick, if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you are probably wondering, what the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of putting pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you my episode with Slime Sunday and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Slime Sunday on the podcast. <laughs> Some DJ horns. <laughs> How you doing, dude. man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Yo, I can't complain, dude. We're we're uh, we're doing a podcast with you right now, so it's it's a great yeah, thing. Sure. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on the Black and Cream podcast for a while. Like, I got a checklist that runs deep with just people that inspire me and shit. And I, I don't remember when I saw your work or how I caught wind of your work, but you're a creative person, bro. You're very very creative, and and it's uh right, it's inspiring though. It's cool to watch it, yeah. and you have so much content that comes out. I would love for you to for everyone listening, just kind of describe yourself, what you do, what what is your style. So I'm a I'm a digital artist, and I mean my style has kind of changed a lot since when, where I began. Like when I first started out, like Instagram had just kind of taken off, and it just became like this this new thing. So everything I did was just on my phone. Like I'd be like sitting around, you know, just playing with my phone and stuff and just posting edits. Um, and then I just kind of became obsessed with it. So spent like going from spending like two hours a day, just messing around trying to make stuff to like 10, 15 hours a day. So, I mean, I would kind of say like my style over the years has kind of evolved to be more collage based. Like, like I've experimented with other stuff too. Like I was doing a lot of 3d art when I was maybe like, three or four years ago 
my computer crashed and I was like, I still need to produce content. So like I just switched over to full Photoshop collage based stuff. Yes. And now I'm just basically like hunting down old magazines and scanning, scanning the pictures, like flipping through all the pages, finding, finding the shit that I like and then scanning it, bringing it into Photoshop and then just like revamping the image. So it, it's fun, man. It is. It is cool. And you got, it's just like, there's so many varieties, but somehow it all feels cohesive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way you, you yeah. piece it together is really unique. So that's cool that you, you've been using magazines to like source your content basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think it's like a lot of those images are kind of old collecting dust. I mean, a lot of them are from like the seventies and eighties wow. and yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think I'm changing it enough to the point where it's like, all right, this is a new piece of art. And, um, yeah. So did, did it always start off kind of being like this outlandish, like provocative trippy style? Is that kind yeah, of, how it, um, it, Try, just trying to capture people's like, you know, like if you're scrolling through a feed or whatever, like the image and you, and you want to capture somebody's attention. My thought is just like the image has to be like, make somebody just go like, whoa, or like, you know, what the fuck or whatever. So it's like, I basically at, at the beginning, I just wanted to see how crazy I could get. And then the provocative stuff came from like, I wanted to see how far I could push it without the content getting deleted. So it was kind of like a game that I was playing, like how far can I take this image before it gets like taken down or something. Right. And I've like recently just been having like a ton of fun with that. Like <laughs> shit gets deleted every once in a while, but for the most part, like I find a way to keep it on the internet. So yeah, it's, it's like you're challenging uh, Instagram censorship. Exactly. It, yeah. So what I, I think I found something that you had said, how much time you spend on it and you spend all this time like digging through magazines and really diving deep to try to find creative images and being able to put that all together it takes so many hours, sometimes days. And then yeah. you said that Instagram will remove it within minutes. Oh yeah. Within, within, you know, minutes or seconds. I mean, some of the stuff they delete, I'm just like, seriously, like, and like the other day I was just like looking and like, I saw plenty of full nipples, like still on Instagram, like playboy, especially like they'll get away with it or like, big influencers with millions of followers like it's cool if they show if they show something but like for artists and you know even like artists like doing like not sexual content but content that is um how do you describe it like gory or something or like a lot of blood or whatever like they'll delete that stuff too yeah i feel like it becomes like i don't know this weird like they're trying to make everything so safe for brands to yeah. exist there and then they just punish artists who who try to find because i do when, it's funny that you say playboy because when i look at it it makes me feel like something playboy would have had in their magazines you know what i mean i don't yeah. even know if playboy yeah. still is still a thing but like the way it just spreads it's so unique but it's like beautiful and you're using women that are professionally photographed and, and i was curious about that too so you don't photograph you don't ever photograph any of the people that are in your stuff that's all sourced it's all sourced. Yeah. I just take it out of old stuff and just hope nobody comes back and is like, yo, you're using my image. And I thought like, you know, like since it's so old, probably none of these people have like Instagram or anything. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, a smart move right there. I, and you, it's cool too. How, I love it when you, every once in a while you're throwing in drone shots as well, like, or helicopter, yeah. you know, cityscape shots, but you put people in it and find unique ways to manipulate cities. I'm curious, like what, what is, your way of organizing your thoughts is it 
I, I don't even want to guess. I just want to hear like, how do you deal with that? Cause you're, con- you're constantly banging out content. I don't know how often you upload. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, how are you kind of coming up with ideas? Like if you're just driving somewhere, are you thinking of stuff and how are you storing that? So, cause it seems so complicated. It's honestly, uh, it's honestly a struggle. I know it seems like I'm, I'm pushing out a lot of content, but for the majority of the time I'm like having like inner dialogue and anxiety with myself that I'm not like creating like something like a new idea or something that I haven't done before, you know? So man, it's a lot of draining energy, like coming up, coming up with this stuff. But for the most part, I would say like the entire or most of the way it works is I'll find an image that I really, really like. And that takes, like I said, like days or, you know, sometimes it's just opening it first page. I'm like, Oh, this is sick. But for the most part, it's just finding that one image that you really feel like there's something more that can be done with this. So once I have the image, it's like, now I'm just constantly brainstorming different ideas. So I'll just have the image directly in front of me in Photoshop. And then I'll just start throwing stuff into the image until like something like clicks. And it's kind of more like just ma- like making multiple images fit into this one image. So it's like, you're constantly trying to find other images that are, that can somehow fit into the image. So you're going through tons of different things. And then at the end, it just finally comes together. Yeah. And is it for you? I mean, if you're finding like, there's so many, like the, the one that I was just looking at had like uh, tentacles coming out of, as a tongue of a girl's yeah. mouth. So is that, are you finding like for that example, and for people who are listening, it's literally like a shot of a woman's mouth and her mouth yeah. is open. And instead of it being a tongue, it's like an octopus, like the little suction cup looking thing, whatever yeah. that shit's called. So how do you go? How was that? How did that come to be? Or, you know, if you kind so of actually that, so that idea I did have for a while. So it took me a few tries to get, to get it right. Um, so for, for the octopus, octopus tongue, like I, I have a, um, like I'm sure you, you people who are watching this might be familiar with like Adobe and all their stuff. So I have, I have a license with Adobe stock. So I sometimes pull images from there and like for food images and stuff like that, you can find tons and tons of uh, really good shots. So for that, like it was more about finding two, the tongue and the octopus tentacle have to be in the exact same perspective. So, you know, if it's to the side, you have to find like a tentacle that's going to fit there. Right. And then, so that was, that wasn't, that was pretty simple edit for me, but um, finding the two pictures that come together uh, was the difficult part. And, and do you sit on the stuff for a while before you drop it? Or yeah. How, how yeah, many revisions do you do? <laughs> Decent amount. Like I still, I have tons of stuff on my computer that I probably will never release. Really? That, yeah. Just that I'm just like, oh, this, this one didn't work out. So. What and with like, so you know, when Instagram slams the hammer down and, and rips some content off, like, is, is there other ways? Because you have a, I mean, there's so many people following your work. I've seen you share it like through friends and people's random Instagram stories or sharing your work. Like, everyone shares out your stuff. Is there ways that you've built like a, another way to connect with your audience outside of Instagram or is that your main hub? I was thinking about it. That's a good idea. Um, so I'm like, I'm in the process of like making a new website. So I'm thinking that. I would put all the stuff on there that's, you know, been deleted or stuff that I probably wouldn't put, put like out to the public, um, on my own site or something eventually at some point. Right. Yeah. I'm always, cause I I saw that you sell prints and and I thought that was such a cool idea to be able to share that out and allow people to hang the stuff up on their walls. Um, can you talk more about that? Like when did you start doing the print selling and, and how do you go about doing that? 
Um, that, that was recently. Um, it kind of came out of a necessity, especially when, when COVID started. Like The amount of freelancing work that I was getting just dramatically dropped off. And I think, you know, a lot of it was related to like a lot of stuff I do is in the music industry and those dudes aren't touring. They're not really releasing a lot of new content. So they don't really need us right now. So I was like, shit, how can I make money right now? And I was like, I was just sell some prints and see what happens. So, and you know, it's like, I didn't realize like how many people wanted to buy my shit. So <laughs> it's like, it's been pretty cool. And uh, people like send me pictures and stuff. I'm like, Oh, it's sick. That's really like, dope up on your wall now so when you're are you does that change the way you think of like what you will are you particular on like what will become a print and what will stay social yeah so like the hardest thing i'm like dealing with right now is like coming up with t-shirts just Mm. because like honestly i would never wear my shit on a t-shirt it's like too you know it's I, like in public, like people are going to be looking at you, like staring at you, like constantly. <laughs> I, like I don't want that attention on me. So like now I'm just like trying to like develop more simplistic or things that people you know want to wear <clears throat> out in public. So I'm definitely like spending more time focusing on like what people, what people would actually want as an accessory, like in their house or on their body or on like a cell phone or something like that. So I feel like you'd be surprised, bro, of like what people will pick and wear. I had a homie, I had a homie, I swear to God, he only wore shirts and there was so many varieties of this, but only wore shirts of it would be like a really hot chick who was naked. And then it would just like cross over her tits with like a censorship bar. And that was it. And he wore that shit and he was a bigger dude. So it was, it stuck out a lot and no matter where we went, but I feel like people, like sometimes I mean, the edginess of that shit is like people will rock that shit shirt at a club or a festival and they like want to wear it in certain places. It's interesting how you're thinking of it. Be, like it needs to be almost safe for public. Yeah, I know, dude. It's, well, I was just thinking for, it's, it is a really good point. I'm sure people would buy it. It's just like when I'm thinking about like what I would wear, like, like I wouldn't wear my own shit. You know? <laughs> like just because I'm like not, dude, I don't like that level of like attention. I would, people like yo dude like it's yeah. like that i just want to have like a little tiny thing like this and i'm good right know? no i feel that I'm, so can we go into what you do outside of your social presence so when you said you work with labels and artists and stuff can you share more about that yeah so the majority of like where i have been making my money over the past few years has been within you know the music industry different artists like and i mean all the stuff that i make for these guys is so different from what i'm doing and a lot of them um are from like way back when I first, you know, maybe like three or four years ago when I was doing a completely different style. So, and I've just, I kind of have a group that I've, that I've stuck with um, over the past few years that I've been just making stuff for. Like bands? Uh, A lot of the electronic music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What kind of, so what is it that you make? Are you making like flyers and and merch or? Uh, Mostly like um, song release covers. Like, you know how like now with like Spotify and stuff, everybody, every track or every single that you release, it has that like little square or whatever. Cool. So a lot of that stuff. um, So what's what's the balance there? Like how often are you working on, I mean, (laughs) pre-COVID, what would be the balance of how much time you were dedicating to that hustle and then also to your own like social build that you were doing? It was, it's pretty much 50-50, I would say. Um, Like probably... No, I'd say it's like 80-20, like where it's like 80% me spending on 
producing content and the other 20% is just like freelance, freelance work. work. Right. I, I, to pay the bills, you know? Yeah, I know. That's why I was wondering. Cause I, I mean, what's so interesting, bro, is like when you do something that's so unique, like you really have kind of created something that is yours. You know what I mean? Like I know people have do, been doing collages and things like that for a long time, but it, it's kind of identifiable as your work and there's nothing else quite like it. So I think a lot of people, I was curious if a lot of people get inspired by that and want to try to find ways to utilize your style for their, whatever it may be. I don't know if like the artists are coming to you now because they see this and they want you to create something. Uh, you said it was kind of different, so maybe not, but yeah. I was curious if collabs come out of this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've had, like, I'm trying to take as little freelance work as possible right now, just because I'm like, I got sick of it over the years. Like it's a lot, I don't know if you've ever done client work, but it's just like a lot of headaches and back and forth. Nothing's ever right. You know, like, so recently, like I just got this deal with, um, with penthouse where I'm doing a bunch of like cover photos for them. Should have said penthouse, not playboy. Damn it. (laughs) No, no. I, I did some work for playboy recently. Like for not not the cover but like inside the magazine i did some artwork for oh, them cool. but um yeah like this this deal with penthouse that i got has been really awesome just because it's like it's exactly what i'm doing doing right now with my work so they want like the crazy shit on the covers like the collage based stuff oh dope um, and we've been like recycling old magazines and they're cool with that like you know they're like as long as it's you know, a new cohesive piece of art, like we're fine with, you know, using it on a cover. So, so what's, that's been awesome. yeah. So what's that? So like, what's the deal like that? Cause I think that's, what's cool for people listening is like, this was a hobby at first and you were just kind of having fun with it. And now it's turning into one, you know, some of the biggest like adult magazines in the world are reaching out to you. Um, yeah. so what, you know, what's that look like for you? Is it just, do you have to make X amount of covers per year or some shit? Like what, what's that? Yeah. So it's just like, uh, I don't know how long this is going to go on for. Um, they just said, you know, just keep doing it. So every, I think the magazines are quarterly now. Mm. So it's like, there's like four covers, you know, that I'll be doing. That's uh, sick. A year. So yeah, it's been pretty sick. Um, and that, and that job, like I personally wanted to take on and like with, with like the, uh, the music related stuff, it's so different from, you know, what I'm doing. A lot of people like see my stuff and they're like, they think I can do something that's, you know, completely different from what I'm doing just because I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but, no, uh, yeah. Has it, yeah. have they dropped yet? Have, have any of the magazines came out? Yeah. So, um, there's a penthouse. So I did, I've done four for Australia. So penthouse Australia, I think three or four came out and then there's a penthouse us one that came out like a month ago or so. Damn. Um, have you found yeah. it? Have you found it like in like some trucker stop <laughs> gas station? Or I haven't yet, dude. I haven't even like been out of the house since all this shit started. Yeah. That's got to feel pretty, pretty surreal to like see that shit. You know what I mean? Just to see your work yeah. like displayed on something that made thousands of copies. That That's so dope. Is it rewarding for you to, to be like getting paid to create what you like to create versus? Yeah. This I would say this is one of the like first jobs where I was actually like creating um, content that I was in full full direction of. Like they were pretty, they've been pretty open with me, allowing me to like produce the content that I want to produce. And yeah, so it's been a really good opportunity for sure. That's fucking awesome. I, I'm I would love to hear more about like um, the process. Is it all Photoshop or using like 4D or any of like those? any other yeah it's mostly photoshop but we're like we're sourcing 
like old images and we're trying to stick within like the old penthouse magazines so you know like pulling stuff from the from the 80s or 90s and then kind of reworking it to, to become like a cover photo something that was you know inside the mag years ago now going on to the cover so you which said, i think is really cool yeah no for sure when you said we're is there a team that you've developed like with this? Show? Oh no, just this is just me working with them with Penthouse. Oh like, yeah, the the, con- the concepts for them. Yeah, but I, but in general, like when you kind of hit the drawing board, even if it's just for yourself, is that usually what you're diving into? Is just hitting photos, Photoshop and like working within that, or is there other programs that yeah. you found benefit beneficial? Uh, so I've used Cinema 4D a lot. Um, I'm pretty knowledgeable in it, but I don't use it for like what I'm what I'm doing now. But a lot of like work that. I'll do for other people where, where they want some like 3d stuff. Um, I can do that. And then, yeah, it's mostly those two programs, cinema 4d and Photoshop. That's dope. So I'm curious to figure out like, how did you kind of get into the music side of things? Like how did you develop those relationships early on? Um, I think like the first big name that hit me up was cash cash. And this was like, like maybe like six years ago. And, um, they were with Atlantic records at the time. And so obviously like the whole thing goes through the label and like after I did work for them, the label hit me up, you know, again, and was like, yo, can you do it for, you know, so-and-so. So my name kind of got around through there. And then, um, then there was another, a few other labels that hit me up recently. Like, um, it was Diplo's label. I can't think of the name. Right um, now. yeah, I can't either. I can look it up. Damn it. Um, what are they called? Matt decent. Yeah. You mad decent, right, yeah. Right. So nice. I did a couple things for them, and then yeah. So I think it's just you know word of mouth, honestly. Yeah, that's sick. That's it's it's cool to it's so interesting that you like I would never have known that from just looking at your profile on what you display here, and then to yeah. see this grow so much that I'm surprised that uh, you've kept your ability to keep client work down to a minimum is so low because I feel like everyone should just be like hitting you up left and right for content. And, and it is also finding that balance of being able to like focus on you, like the ability that you can now sell prints and help fund yourself to continue carrying this on is pretty unique. Yeah, absolutely. What um, I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm a pretty shitty business person. Like I'll say <laughs> this, you know, like the only thing I'm good at is like creating shit. So, I mean, I'm not like my goal at the end of the day isn't to make a shit ton of money. It's just to like continue creating. So I'll, I'll person, um, I'll, I'll literally take as limited amount of freelance work as I can, as long as I can, you know, pay the bills and then keep creating content for myself. So hopefully, you know, I'll figure out like how to make some legitimate money off this. But right. for anyone think out there thinking like, Oh, slime Sunday, whatever. It's like doing well or whatever. Like I'm still like, you know, <laughs> still trying to figure this shit out. You're like, yo, know? I need a manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be interested to know like what you consider like a common theme for your work. Is there something that you're trying to portray with with the art? Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I mean, I have stuck to using women through like the very beginning of when I started out. So over the years, that's obviously one common theme. And then, yeah, just trying to make it weird. Does it? Does, how does it hit when you use men? Like, do you, like, since you use women so commonly, is, does it perform different for you socially if you've ever, like, experiment, experiment with men? I, I, ha- I mean, in the past, I've done a few. Um, but I don't know. I just have, like, a better, it feels more natural to edit women for some reason. So I've kind of stuck to that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I can def I definitely think I should as like as I continue to grow, um, try some more concepts and start thinking you know differently about this kind of stuff. Well, and it's cool too. I mean, just like your usage between women, buildings, and ocean, it seems to be like kind of a common theme that you're always yeah, hey, which feels sure. super tropical and and your page feels very relaxing in that sense. Appreciate it, man. Um, I I for like when you kind of look at how it's grown and how what's cool to me is that you're using such old con content, I guess like images and stuff, but it feels like it was shot on like the best camera that came out today. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. it, the quality is so, so high res. Is there, is there ever like a tough point where you're having to like something maybe so dope, but it's kind of just like a shittier image or is such an old magazine or, or are you trying yeah. do you find hunt to find a new version of that magazine? Maybe it had like water damage or some shit. Are you trying <laughs> exactly. to exactly actually appreciate the water damage? Like I can work with that. Do like, you? I like it to look like I like some aspects of the image to still look old. Like it was, you know, shot on a film camera. Um, but when you like, if you've ever scanned anything before, uh, uh, have you? Yeah. Like, I mean like fucking college and shit, not like anything yeah so you can get like scanners now are pretty powerful like you can throw an image in there and it will magnify the shit out of it so really? you could yeah uh, but those the, a lot of those images were shot on like old film cameras so like you're never going to get that level of detail that you can on the digital camera where you can like keep zooming in on stuff yeah right uh, but for most of the like elements that are like super high def like i'll pull those have you ever heard of unsplash yep unsplash for sure yeah, so I'll pull elements from there sometimes, and then with Adobe Stock as well, like I'll pull pull stuff from there too. Do photographers ever reach out to you to try to use their images? I, I would love that. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I mean, every once in a while, yeah, but honestly not really. I mean, that would be cool to work with, you know, more photographers. Right. I mean, I have this concept that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I, I need somebody to shoot it just because um, – yeah, I can't find the right images for it. How do you, how, what do you use as far as like, I think there's something different when, when someone has an Instagram account, it's got a gang of followers on it. You can use that to open up a lot of doors. Do you use your social presence to like kind of create new relationships or, you know I mean? Even this, this thing, needing a photographer, like read yeah. people, does that ever help you? Um, rarely, man. I rarely, rarely use it for that, that type of stuff. Um, Probably should, it probably would help. <laughs> well, I didn't know, if, and, and maybe brands, I'm like, do brands try to attack? Because it never feels like addy to me. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people just... Yeah, I want to I keep it as limited to that as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I I am doing something with with a brand that... And this will be like one of the first things that, that I've done where I'm like actually promoting somebody else. But like, I try to keep that stuff off my feet as much as possible because I don't want like... I want it to be focused on the artwork, you know, and not like trying to make money or make money for other people and sure. stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'm sure people see that shit all day when they're, when they're scrolling through the well, internet. There's just ads everywhere, you know? Have you ever heard of Kevin Perry? Kevin. Have you heard no. of that Instagram account? You should check it out. He, he does like a lot of VFX IRL type shit. Oh shit, wait, yeah, I think I have. He does yeah. such, such dope shit. He's been on the podcast before and what I like about the way he's built, um, like, He's so consistent with being able to upload like just co amazing content and then works in his brand shit 
through like a it create it feels like it's supposed to be there and you're not offended for seeing it <laughs> you know what i mean which yeah, i think is awesome. like like when you look at your stuff i feel like it could be the exact same way like why like the the most recent you have like three posts there's one girl that the dog's like digging out of her belly button yeah like that could have been calvin klein underwear maybe you know what i mean yeah like, yeah so exactly like, True. Like, and i'm not mad at seeing that shit because it's that's what someone would wear when they go to the beach or whatever so like i think that the, point, it's, yeah it's cool to think of uh that there's a ways to do it where, I mean, you deserve, bro, you kill it, right? So it's like you deserve to try to, there's so many people that are doing one eighth of the quality of work that you do and they're probably just fucking, they can just sit there and do brand deals all day and it just, everyone yeah. hates it. But like being able to get paid for your work is a powerful part of it because it allows you to just be 10 times more creative and free and not fucking stressed about exactly. shit or whatever. Uh, have you ever thought about doing like um like an art gallery or, or a book or something? Yeah, so I was, we were supposed to do um, locally, uh, there's a place locally that we were going to like do an art exhibit um, with my work, and that was like literally right at the beginning of COVID, so we had to like shut it down. Damn. But that was going to be like, the, that was going to be like the first like public thing that I was going to do, so yeah, it kind of sucks, but. Yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be cool to see, uh, to, to see that come to life, and for people who don't know, you're, you're like 20 minutes outside of Boston? Yeah, yep. I, I, when you go hunt, uh when you're hunting for content, where, where's like your best place to find old magazines and, and are you hitting libraries? Are you going to like old bookstores and shit? Like where do you go to find the stuff? So, um, there's a place, Salem's, if you guys have never been to Salem Mass, it's actually a really cool place. Like, um, really like, I don't know if you've heard of the, the, the Salem witch trials. That was like where all this, that shit took place was like right here. Okay. Word. So they like live off of that shit. So there's like a lot of weird stuff in this town. Um, <laughs> so, but there's this place called Harrison Harrison Comics, um, and they're mainly a comic book store. But they have this section of magazines where um, you can find some old ones. Uh, but for the most part, I buy them online. So oh, you do. Sometimes I can find like PDFs of the old magazines, so I can see what's in them. Oh, sick. And then if I can look through them and find an image that I like, I'll order it. Um, try to find it online. Sometimes they're tough to find. Sometimes they're easier. It's. Have you gone back to those that that uh store and show them like how you're able to manipulate the work and share? No, it? I haven't. Dog. That would that'd be funny though. Yeah, like, they would. The they should hang a print up in there. That shit would be fucking sick. Uh, true. <laughs> I, I. It's kind of interesting because it's 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 the same practice that DJs uh who are sampling. Sampling like, exactly. Vinyls. You're like constantly yeah. hunting, and I feel like that you have to develop some sort of like. I don't know, an innate like sense to know, like you, you're already kind of like able to start stacking layers when you're seeing these images and, and conceptualizing yeah. ideas. It's really creative. I like for me, if I'm ever thinking of like a YouTube concept or a topic for the podcast, I'm just like hopping in my notes and like jotting shit down. Are you doing that as well when you're thinking of ideas or is it really just like, let me go scrub through shit and then the ideas start coming when I start seeing content? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of scrubbing. So like after, you know, I have this huge library of images that I've never used before. Wow. And I'll, sc I'll scroll through it every single day and just be like, if something clicks that day, like the beginning of my day, just scroll through all the images that I have. And, um, some, you know, and sometimes an idea will come. It's been, it's been difficult recently though. Like I've been very more, a lot more selective with the content that I'm producing. So I'm more particular about things. So it's be become harder to create. What, um, what is the type of stuff? What do you, what what is your new goal now like that you focus on 
just instead of releasing as much content as possible, it's more about like creating qual like quality content mm. stuff that I'm like very happy with. Spent a lot of time on. And, uh, before it was like I was just pushing shit out daily, like, and that's a good way to learn. Honestly, like, create as much as you possibly can. Right. And then you, and then like now it's kind of more about refining it. I've like I've done all the, you know, everyday type stuff, um, and kind of found a style that I really like. So now I'm just trying to refine more, you know? Yeah, of course. I And I think it's cool to, I, I think at some point you had said something about how you like wouldn't go to sleep until you made something. Do you still yeah. create like that? I still, I mean, I still have issues when I don't make something. I'm not like happy, like uh, happy with it at the end of the day. I'm like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't make anything today. And then, you know, like that'll keep me up at night, like thinking that, you know, and if that goes on for like four or five days, then I like start going crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm sure you can run into some sort of like writer's block for, you know I mean? When you're maybe it's just something's not hitting for you and you got to constantly look, but you're also investing so much to find the content too. Like if you have yeah. to buy magazines constantly and you're spending money and a magazine ends up being like a dud or some shit, it can be frustrating. That's the worst, man. Yeah. How do you deal with like uh, the stress of, I mean, you're a pure artist, right? Like you're, it's really, uh, that shit can weigh on you a lot. Um, and we talk about a lot like creative depression all the time in this podcast. I'd be curious to hear like your angle on it. Cause I'm sure that can eat at you constantly, especially if maybe something doesn't get received well or it gets ripped off the yeah. internet. Like how, how do you handle that? I think, uh, I think, it, I mean, there's different like levels of it or different, you know, different ways you can experience it or like what's holding you back. I think it's trying, trying to figure out what, you know, what it is that's, affecting you and i think for me it's just me being so um particular about things and, and being hard on myself when you know and being very selective like i'm very narrow narrowed into like this one style so it kind of makes it harder for me to come up with content at the end of the day so i think um yeah that's what that's what gets you know affects me the most so i think obviously the way, a way to help that would be like just be open more open-minded try different things like you said editing men or, or something you know something different right. so but yeah for, uh, for some reason i'm just very focused on you know this one style so no that's awesome yeah. i i am uh i think like the everyday grind is always something that people kind of gravitate towards i would be curious to hear like kind of your day-to-day -day process like what's a day in the life like you start to finish to be able to get up try to find your inspiration like what are you doing throughout the day to kind of work around your brain um man my day is literally just keep looking through shit until something gets created <laughs> <laughs> take a break like every once in a while yeah man it's constant like this is what i do pretty much 24 7 really you're not constantly like there's nothing else that kind of pulls you away from it at all um there i mean there is but like yeah man this is honestly my life so that's fucking dope, bro. It's it's yeah. it's inspiring. I mean, I, that's how we are too. It's like we're constantly thinking of like how do we make this shit better and and everything. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Beeple? I'm sure you have. Beeple crap. No. What is that? Um. So he's a, he's an artist. Okay. But he's like a next level creative dude. Like that that I've always been inspired by. But he's he hasn't missed a day. Like he's created something new every day for the past like 11 years. I think it is Holy now. Holy shit. So just imagine like. <laughs> The, the, how crazy his brain is working dude the dude is so prolific it's like i don't know how he stays that that creative all the time but and he makes time for client work as well and like all this other shit so i've always been inspired 
yeah, inspired by his his work. Do you? I mean, maybe some of that is like batch work too. Are you? Have you done that where you're like kind of stockpiling content that you plan to release in the days ahead, so you're not like stressed? And yeah, running? I do. I do that sometimes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Damn, eleven uh, but, uh, years. But I think he literally makes something new every day. Like he doesn't. Uh, He's like real to the shit. Like <laughs> yeah. It's actually a new like. That's fucking insane. Damn. Yeah, man, you should check his shit out. It's crazy. Yeah, I will. Um, when you're when you're trying to catch inspiration and you're kind of looking for it, um, is it like a flow state? Like once you once the spark happens, like does it just catch on fire and you just start ripping, or you know what I mean? Like how much time is dedicated to just hunting and trying to find the inspiration? And then when it kind of starts going, it, you take off. I'd say it's like ninety percent finding the finding the content and then the other 10% is like the actual Damn. editing of the piece. Holy shit. So yeah, it's a lot like the vast majority of the time is just finding the right stuff. Right. It's like a puzzle, man, like finding the right pieces to fit together. Yeah. And I think with, I think that's what makes, I, I mean, my images are very cohesive. It's a lot of time spent like finding the, the images that work well together instead of just like plopping random shit on a page, what? which I think, you know, like a lot of, um, I mean, I'm obviously very inspired by collage art, but it's so random, you know. Um, it's a lot of like random assets overlaid on things like that style of collage art. Right. But I want my stuff to look like one one image at the end, but also collage based. I, I know you did. You started like a YouTube channel. You don't have very much content on there, but you were doing some breakdowns and shit. And I thought they were cool that you were kind of. Yeah, I should do more of that for sure. Yeah, of course. Like, did did yeah. you find that people, I mean, it had a lot of views and shit. It looks like people want to learn like what you're doing. Um, and I also saw in your story, you were selling like uh, you taught people how to like make paper tears. In Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, I sold that that Photoshop file. Yeah, yeah. So I've a lot. Have there been a lot of demand from creators from like kind of wanting? Yeah, to people want to learn shit, um, and I'm obviously willing to help out. You know, it's just I spend so much time on my like, you know, on Slime Sunday that it's it's hard for me to find time to to do these other things. Yeah, um, I feel that. But yeah. So moving forward, um, you know, you're starting to work with these brands and kind of adding that into your your you know daily cycle what's some big goals for you moving forward so my my main goal right now is like to eventually get off of freelancing 100 percent and just like switch over to producing more content that people can you know buy into or like like more like more like t-shirts and doug if you, if you put if you go drive to new york i was i stay in uh Lower East Side, I was at some hotel. I walked downstairs. There was a gallery. It had like 15 images that were like cool photo images, whatever, just like yeah. landscape photography. And the minimum was like 10K. And people were just like, no, 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 signing fucking names on That's the shit. You got to go display because your shit is so unique and it's so yeah. interesting and it sucks you in. And I, I mean, every single time, like we taught you said earlier, you're swiping through Instagram. People don't have time of day to like, sit there to read shit sit there i mean we with the podcast we're always playing with different ways of promoting episodes and shit because no one has time to just like listen to shit anymore. Yeah. so uh it is cool when i'm scrubbing through and your shit pops up and i just really sit there for a minute and digest it just like damn what the how the fuck did he think of this shit you know what i mean and i think yeah. people go bananas for that especially if you get to walk in a gallery would be so cool to see in real life that would be awesome man yeah that'd be super I mean, cool. it's like it's like everybody's good at something right like I mean, obviously, I'm the only thing I think that I'm good at is creating shit. But it's like the, all the other stuff is like, you know, difficult for me. Like the whole business side of things and, and yeah. all that stuff. If, if I'm being honest, no, you know? I hear you, man. So, 
So like, that's something that I'm just like trying to like grapple with and continue to learn is like to be the more, you know, to sell myself more or right. whatever. Um, I would be, I would love it if we could kind of like, if you could break down some of your like favorite pieces you've made and shared, like, uh, maybe some thought process behind them or anything like that. I know I didn't All prep right. you for this in advance. <laughs> let me, uh, let me take a look. There's just so much cool shit and it'd be, it'd be dope to like kind of break that down and hear your favorite thought Favorite piece. Um, we can cut this part out too while we, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, so the one that I really, so it's like the, my new favorite one is like the sixth one I released yeah. down on my Instagram feed. It's like, the, it's a, it's the paper tears with like the, um, the old artwork underneath. Right. How did you um, come up with this? Well, recently I've been really into like looking at this old like classical art and, um, I kind of just wanted to like combine the two of like, you know, like sex and this like super old classical art, which is also super sexual in itself, you know? Right. It is. Um, and I don't know, it was just fun to like play with those paper tears and like cutting out the portions that are deemed like can't be seen or whatever. And then, you know, underlaying that art underneath. For people who aren't watching this on YouTube and you're listening, it's a, uh, it's basically like a woman, the paper tears are covering up the titties. <laughs> And then uh, it's a, she's touching herself with like a cool glove on, but without showing her touching herself, the cut, the, the paper is ripped. The images have had the paper ripped and there's like pictures of what, what do you call it? I mean, this is like some Catholic shit that I would see in yeah, Catholic yeah. school. All it's, time. A, it's like, it's like one of those wall frescoes, you know, that you'd see in like Europe or something. Yeah. It, Somebody just took, it was on like wicked, Wikimedia commons. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's like, no, it's like Wikipedia's image, public domain image source. Oh, cool. So they have all this like old, old art on there and like shot in like pretty high resolution. So wow, shit. you can pull some cool stuff off of there. Yeah. It's like Greek, Greek art or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Mythological stuff. Right. That's fire. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, is there any other ones? Yeah. Um, so the, the cocaine references are always somewhat like super fun to do. Yeah. Like the, um, the wave break and shit. Like I, you see, and I think that a lot of, like, being in, living in LA and going to houses in the hills and shit, that's the type of shit people are like, they gravitate towards. They want to show that yeah. this fun culture of, of living life, but also finding the like smooth vibes of like the ocean and shit. Yeah. For me, it was always just like, yeah, this, this chick's getting high off nature. And then people would be like, you know, like, yo, you're, uh, you're glorifying cocaine and shit. It's like, man, you gotta look at the image. <laughs> do you, do you spend time trying to break down what it, what it's supposed to mean? To, I mean, like what it means to you, like when you share that I mean, type of stuff. What it means to me is going to be a lot different than how, you know, people interpret it. Um, right. But yeah, not really. I mean, it's obviously, it obviously has two meanings, but I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel you. But yeah, it's still funny though, just, just to kind of trick people into thinking like what it you know, really means. Right. Do any of those ever get flagged on Instagram? Like for... The drug ones? Yeah, no. Really? Okay. Not at all. Cool. Yeah, I feel like Which you have to great. actually see some sort of actual drug in it besides her just doing the action. Yeah, I think you would have to see that. Um, sorry, I'm looking through my... Uh, no, you're good. Take your time. 
And your usage of clouds, bro. Like when you do like these really interesting shots, like there's a, there's one of a, yeah, I was just going to, I was just going to bring that one up. I like that one a lot. The, it's the one where the girl's like standing over the buildings. I was looking at the one where she's on the cornfield, but let me try to find, let me find the one. Oh yeah. 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 Dude, people, people actually buy that, buy that print a lot. Really? really like the one, the one you're talking about. Yeah. Where it's, the clouds are like covering everything up. Yeah. So break that down for me and describe it to people that are listening, I guess. So yeah, it's like an aerial, it's an aerial shot of a woman. The one you're, the one you're talking about is she's like on a beach towel, right? Yeah. 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 So she's like on a beach towel and there's like a plane flying over from above. And then the clouds are covering up like all the parts that would get flagged anywhere else or, you know, get censored. Um, so how'd you and, come, how'd you come up with that? Like, I love aerial shots, and I and I that I had a concept for a while of something similar, you know, with just cloud like clouds covering everything up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had that image on my computer for a wicked long time. I've been looking at it for a while, and I was like, finally one day I clicked. I saw I was just scrolling through Unsplash, trying to find new content, and I saw like that plane wing, and I was like, oh shit, there's an idea. Yeah. Um, well, and it's cool too because when you look at it, it's like this is what daydreaming is. You know what I mean? When you're sitting in a flight, you've been sitting in the flight for six hours, you're looking out the window and just kind of taking it in. Like that's the cool part about it is it really makes you feel like I'm daydreaming by looking. And yeah. there's, if you scrub over to the, the, you have two shots in the carousel or whatever, and it's a girl like eating an apple by like the 405 or something. You know what I mean? By yeah. like a busy highway. So that was the first iteration of the, of the concept. So that's the first one I came up with and I was going to just scrub it and say, right, this one didn't work out. But the, the one that I posted, you know, as the main image was the one that I was, you know, happy with. So that's cool. I went through, you know, like went through two different ideas to see. So how do you, when you're doing that, like, um, for the, for the first version of it, even the second one shadows, how do you, are you looking when you're pulling the image is the shadow, um, that's already in the image. Are you trying to base the rest of what you build around it off of that? So it all feels like it was shot the same way or are you adding in shadows? Um, so I have like, I've developed this trick over the years with shadows of like how to isolate really well shadows from a photo. So I use as much of the original photo as I can. And then I will, the, you know, the underlying image is the one that I'll manipulate or like change the lighting mm. um, so that it matches the, cause I, I can't draw for shit and I can't draw shadows. So if I can, if I can make the, the other photo look as accurate to the shadows in, in the original photo, then um, that's how I go about it. That's dope. Yo, you need to teach a class, bro. I dude, I actually, I would, I would definitely give away the, the shadow technique. Yeah. Shadow technique. People would find that really helpful. Or just like how to pull shadows out of an image. But I even just think like, so there's a lot of people, a lot of things that people could learn from just sitting down with you. And I mean, think about how many times you've done it. And like you just said, you developed a shadow technique. You've figured out how to make tears. You're finding ways to, to manipulate the photos and make them feel real and shit. Like it would, I don't know. There's, you, there's so many things. I got to loop you in with a homie of mine to talk on uh, yeah, the business yeah. tip and shit. I'll, I'll, let me help you out with some ideas I got. Uh, uh, no, nah, bro, appreciate I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing all this stuff with us. It's cool to hear like the behind the scenes because you don't really get to know anything from your point of view by just scrubbing through unless you share it in caption. Yeah. So it's cool to hear this side of things and um, you giving us the time of day. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on for sure. Uh, if there's anything you want people to do, uh, act on, follow you on Instagram, obviously we'll put the links to that in, in the description below, but what else do you want to leave the people with? 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to follow my shit, you can follow it. If you don't, that's cool. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. Uh, my uh, my website will be dropping soon, but that's gonna I'll I'll announce that on my uh, on my Instagram. Will that be the same website that you've been using uh, URL? No, I'm sw- I'm switching everything up. So oh, cool. it's going to have a lot more more content like for people to purchase on it. So sick. All right. Yeah, trying to build a brand, so we'll see. Go support the boy, people. Go support the boy. Okay. All right, man. We appreciate <laughs> it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate right. you. Later, player. That's it for episode 207. Huge shout out to Slime Sunday for coming on the show. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Uh, The subscription means everything to me. And if you haven't shot us a text yet uh, or don't know about that, we have a phone number. You can text us. Text me. Say what's up. Um, We can shoot shit about whatever. Or if you want to give us some ideas on what we should talk about on the podcast, maybe some topic ideas or questions that you have that we could answer on the podcast. That's always cool. Or if you just like the podcast and you want to tell us that you like it and literally text me directly that's always cool i've been appreciating hearing those words coming from y'all so far so do it 319-209-9041 hit me with a text um but that's it we appreciate the support the love everything like that and uh you know enjoy the work week keep creating and we'll see you in a few days you bitch